And when it was evening, he came with the twelve. And as they were reclining at table and eating, Jesus, sh- Jesus said, Ma nishtana halela, hazeh mikol haleloth. This is the word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. All of you gathered here this evening, joining us, whether it's through our, uh, our cable or live stream. And then a special word to you as the, uh, the confirmands who have the uh, privilege and opportunity to share the table of the Lord as a class this evening. I have to back up because actually, I don't know whether Jesus said those words that I tried to pronounce in Hebrew. The translation of those words is this. Why is this night different from all other nights? As I understand it, that was part of the traditional Passover script that was used by the children of Israel throughout their history. And apparently it was the youngest of those gathered in a place, the youngest child in the family, the youngest person that was there that would actually ask that question. Why is this night different from all other nights? And then the account of the Passover and the Exodus would be shared so that the people would remember. Speaking of remembering, there are many uh, moments that happen within life that it is said that you can remember exactly where you were when that took place. And so um, I think if I asked that question to you, I think you'd probably be able to, to answer uh, that question. So again, working with me, again, not being able to see your faces or, or calling on you or anything, if, if you have something like that, I'm going to start up in this front section. But if I were to ask you, um, is there a moment that you can remember exactly where you were and what was that? Can somebody say? 9-11, you know, at all three services, that's been the first thing that's been mentioned. 9-11 of 2001. And the airplanes into the towers. And anywhere that you were at that moment, you'll remember, I was at the Lutheran home in the dining room, and a staff person stopped me and said, look at the TV. And, and that's where I was. Where were you guys? On 9-11-2001. Were any of you born? What can you remember that you would remember exactly where you were when something happened? Anybody have a moment? Anything? That's important either to you or or maybe in, in history? They haven't lived very long yet, have they? How about on this side? Anything at all? Anything that's that uh, important in your life or that, was, that you can remember exactly where you were? I bet there are for some things. But the type of answers that I've received throughout the, uh, throughout the church services today have been things like 9-11, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. That was even before my time. Um, one gentleman mentioned uh, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. December 7th, 1941. 
and he could remember exactly where he was. And another lady mentioned when the bells rang at St. Lawrence and marking the end of World War II, she could tell us exactly where she was when she heard those bells and, and had to figure out what was going on. You see, there are moments, and if there haven't been any yet in your life, um, there will be. And sometimes that's not for the best because often these moments that we remember are because of some tragedy, of something that where someone died or, or something bad took place. The, uh, the explosion of the, uh, some of the space shuttles, I can remember where I was for, for both of those that have taken place. Uh, when, when President Reagan, there was an attempted assassination on his life, I was in eighth grade, and we were coming back from a field trip, and we walked into the school lobby, and somebody said, President Reagan's been shot. And that had such an impact that I can remember that. Now, obviously, he survived that. But nevertheless, there are moments that they make such a powerful impact, we can remember them, if you will, forever. Well, the Passover, the night when the Israelites were gathered, huddled in their own homes, they had their bags packed, they were following the directions of, of sacrificing a lamb, of putting the blood on the doorposts of the houses, and, and then roasting that lamb, and having unleavened bread, and being ready to go. That was such a powerful experience, because it meant that the next day they were going to be released from slavery, from bondage. You and I can't relate to that, most likely. To know what it is to be literally a slave. And then to be given freedom. This night was to be celebrated above all other nights. And God even commanded them and said, Every year at the same time, I want you to remember the Passover. But not only remember it, I want you to participate in it every year. And you know what? They did that. Throughout the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, they kept the Passover. And I think once they made it into the promised land and so forth, they were so mindful of God's promises, they continued with the Passover. But when was it that after a while... Some people, well, I think they probably didn't really get it. Maybe they weren't paying attention or, or maybe it was a case of they just didn't think it was all that important. And pretty soon one generation stopped teaching their kids about the Passover. And, and pretty soon there were no family gatherings where, where the youngest in the family would say, why is this night different from all other nights? And over time, they forgot. Celebrating the Passover had gone out of fashion. They didn't even know what they were missing. But God in his faithfulness and kindness and mercy, would raise up perhaps a king or a judge or a prophet 
and he would bring the people back. He would call them to say, people, look at what is written in in the scriptures for us. This is what God has done. He's delivered you from, from Egypt, from slavery. And so we need to celebrate this every year. It had been about 1,400 years from the time of that first Passover to the night when Jesus was gathered with his disciples that we just heard about. 1,400 years. You think this church is old. (laughs) You think your grandparents are old. Over that span, the, the Passover had been forgotten and remembered and forgotten and remembered. But in Jesus' time, they were celebrating it. And so they were gathered together. And the question perhaps was asked, why is this night different from all others? And there's a regular script that they would follow as they had the menu that the people of Israel of old had, the roasted lamb and the bitter herbs and the unleavened bread and the cup of wine. And so Jesus and his disciples were participating in the Passover. They were part of what had taken place in history. In fact, as the questions were asked during the evening and the education, the telling of the account of the Passover and Exodus was shared by the family, one of the responses to the questions goes like this. We were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, and God brought us out with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. And if God had not brought our ancestors out of Egypt, we and our children and our children's children would still be subjugated to Pharaoh in Egypt. You see, it was critical that this account was passed on. Because if it hadn't happened, the people would still be slaves. Well, as Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples, as they were following the script, if you will, you're aware that Jesus changed things. For one thing, at one point in the meal, he got down and washed his disciples' feet. That was not part of the tradition. And the disciples certainly looked at each other and remember how Peter responded to that when when Jesus came to wash his feet. That was the work of a servant. And yet when when Jesus got to Peter, Peter said, no, you don't ever wash my feet. And then Jesus said, no, we've got to do this, Peter. So that made a difference. This night was different. And then as they were sharing the unleavened bread, the the matzah as it's called, and they would break it and eat it as part of the Passover, Jesus went off script again. Because as he was giving them the bread after he had broken it, you know what he said. He said, take and eat. This is my body. And then when he took one of the cups and gave thanks and blessed it and he gave it to them and said, drink of it, all of you, this is my blood. That wasn't part of the script. This was, it was the Passover, but but it wasn't the Passover. Certainly disciples did not understand 
at that point of what was really taking place. Because you see, as great a deliverance as the Exodus was, when Moses was used by God to bring the people out of literal slavery from the Egyptians and Pharaoh, and when they were set on their way to reach the literal promised land of Cana, all of that took place. But that was nothing compared to what Jesus was in the process of doing. For he was not delivering just one nation from slavery. He was delivering all of humanity for all time from an eternal slavery to sin and to death. And when on the next day his blood would be shed, the blood of the perfect spotless lamb of God, that blood is there to mark the hearts of those who believe in him. And as he gave his life, as he said, it is finished, it is accomplished, God's people have been protected from the angel of death that that seeks to kill and destroy those But the blood of the lamb says no. The angel of death passes over it and you and I are are set free. We are on our way to the promised land. That's what this night was all about. That's why this night was so special. Everything would change from that point on. And that's why Jesus said to his disciples, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You see, we don't have to wait once a year to celebrate a special night. Now, it is true, this night is different. Normally, what are you doing on a Thursday night anyway? What are you typically doing? Homework, right? Confirmation, homework, absolutely. You are memorizing your Bible passages. You are memorizing your catechisms. You're not doing that tonight, are you? You're in church. You're wearing white robes. You're gathered here. This is not part of a normal Thursday night activity. But we're here. This night is different. Because not only do we come together as as God's family, as brothers and sisters in Christ, but we, we get to celebrate, not just observe or remember what Jesus did on the cross, but we participate in it as if we were there. Because you know what? We were. Somehow we were there. As Christ looked at those who had crucified him, as he spoke his first words from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. He wasn't just looking at the Roman soldiers. He wasn't just looking at the high priests and the Pharisees that had gathered around No, he was able to look even through time. And to to see, is it possible to see us and to know our sin? For we don't know what we're doing when we forget 
We don't know what we're doing when we take for granted this incredible, spectacular miracle of a meal that we get to participate. We don't know what we're doing when we take for granted that we can come together with God's people and gather in his house and fellowship with one another. We don't know what we're doing when we don't follow the, the, the command of our Lord to love one another and to serve one another and to forgive one another even as in Christ God has forgiven us. We don't know what you were doing. And when Jesus died on the cross, it was for all of those things that he said, Father, forgive them. We are not just spectators. We participate in what is going on. And that is the beauty of this incredible relationship that God has given to us. For it is not something that we have to say, well, that was back then, and eventually we're going to forget. No. No, this is fresh and new every time. It is something that we can say, I know exactly where Jesus was when he forgave my sin. And I know that no matter where I am, he forgives my sin. This night, this day, this life is different from all other things because of Jesus. In his name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We worship the Lord with our offerings. <laughs>